You are Locked On NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And this episode is brought to you by Run Your Pool. March Madness is here, and Run Your Pool has a better way to create your bracket. RunYourPool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Now, folks, we've got to talk about March Madness, and obviously that means that we will not be talking about our men's team as they are going on the uh, long vacation before the next season starts. But our women's team, a lot of folks are very upset about the fact that we are in the Bridgeport um, region along with UConn as a two seed. But here's the thing, it, which, which de facto means, I'm sorry, let me explain why that makes people upset. That means that uh, if both teams go chalk and one and two end up in the Elite Eight, this will in essence be a home game for the team that has been to every single Final Four in the last... Um, I want to say 10, 9 or 10, maybe further back. But that's just the reality of, of where we are. But that's not the part that I want to talk about, okay? Because we're going to talk about that in part. Don't get me wrong. We're going to talk about that in part. But the biggest part of this is the NCAA being so rife with hypocrisy that NC State getting... Um, getting the the short end of the stick seems to be a habitual thing at this point, which is very problematic. It's very problematic. And again, this is not just about UConn. This is not, there are multiple factors where even the explanations given did not make sense. And I'm sorry, they, uh, UConn has been to the final four or further in every uh, every tournament since 2000, the 2007-2008, uh, or the 2008 women's basketball NCAA tournament. They've been in the uh, Final Four or further every single time since then. And so we're, we're going to talk about why, again, this, this is a thing that the explanations given do not align with the reality of what has been placed in front of NC State. And here's the thing about that. I am fine with these, with odds that are very, very intense stacked against NC State because when this championship is won and when NC State are the ones raising the banner at the end of the day, I want it to be clear. I want there to be no doubts left in anybody else's mind. This will have been by far the toughest, the toughest national championship won in any sport in the past decade and a half. And, and, and let, me, let me retract that and say the toughest in any, uh, any revenue-generating sports in the past decade and a half. And I'll explain to you why here, okay? So, four starters, four starters, I'm going to get into why the NCAA made a mess of this thing first, and then I'll talk about, uh, well, naturally, it'll segue into why it was so tough. But I'm going to read the NCAA explanation first from, I, I cannot remember this woman's name for the life of me. Give me just a second. Y'all forgive me here. All righty. Nina King's reasoning behind why they decided to give UConn a two-seed home court advantage in its region 
with top seed NC State. Here is the quote word for word. First and foremost, we start with the S-curve, and then we've got bracketing principles we follow to make sure that any conflicts are avoided. Same conference matchups, for example, in the first or second rounds, or games that have already happened between teams this year. A variety of different conflicts we're trying to avoid. And then we take into account fan experience, student-athlete welfare, modes of transportation, whether it's a drive or flight. So there's a variety of things we certainly take into account and had a lot of discussion about. Certainly UConn and Bridgeport was one of those things we spent a lot of time ensuring that we got right. Now, y'all just heard this, and I'm going to break down how this, is, this was not what NC State was given multiple times. So, I want to take a part here in the middle. When we're talking about um when we're talking about the the section where it says uh for example in the or I'm sorry, let me let me read this sentence here. Same conference matchups, for example, in the first or second rounds or games that have already happened between teams this year. Here's the interesting part about that. NC State is guaranteed. Not there's a chance or we might. NC State is literally guaranteed to play a team in the second round that we have already played this year if we take care of business in the first round. And I know what you're thinking. Ken, what do you mean we're guaranteed to play a team that we've already played this year? Well, if you go to your handy kit, if you go to your handy dandy um, magical talking boxes in your hands called your iPhones, and you type in NC State women's basketball, and you go to their schedule, you will see that we played. Well, the eight seed and the nine seed are Washington State and Kansas State. That the winner of that game is going to get the winner of NC State and the winner of the playing game between um, Longwood and Mount St. Mary's. Okay. So if NC State takes care of the winner of that game, the next thing that we're looking at here is going up against Washington State or Kansas State. On November 19th, 2021, this current season, NC State beat Kansas State 90 to 69. Well, I know what you're thinking. We we couldn't have also played Washington State. That wouldn't make sense. They just said that they were trying to avoid repeated matchups within the first two rounds or so on November 27th. Less then oh, less than two weeks after they played Kansas State, they played Washington State and won 62-34. So again, this is not about a lack of belief in our women. This is not about the idea that, oh man, there's no way we can beat UConn and there's no way. This is not about that. This is about the fact that it is a virtual guarantee that we're going to see or uh, an opponent that we've already seen before within the first two rounds. That's that's the problem. You're going against the things that you stated as your uh, definition, as your reasoning for the, the, the curvature or the, the way in which the brackets were created. You stated the reason of we shouldn't have folks playing each other back-to-back. -back. And yet, or not back-to-back, -back, we shouldn't have games that we've already seen this year. And yet, you've created a situation that in all likelihood, 
I, I want to say across men's and women's basketball, one seeds are what? Like 734 and one or something like that, with Virginia being the only one seed ever lose. So you create a situation where unless one of the longest odds upsets in all of sports history happens, there will be a game in which we have already seen this year. There will be a rematch on in the second round. Okay. All right. Well, let's go beyond that, okay? Because another thing that was said here was that, you know, they didn't want um, games or same conference matchups. But those were in the first two rounds. So I guess I would be nitpicking here to say uh, that in the Sweet 16, there is a chance that Notre Dame and NC State meet up. I, I guess that would be nitpicking to say that. But to me... Again, it's very simple here. This is another thing. And again, we're talking about repeats of games, games that we've already seen this year. Well, on our side of the bracket, there are 17 teams, of course, because there are seeds 1 through 16 and two teams battling out for the six, for these 16 seeds. So there are uh, 1 in 17, or there's 17 teams here, okay? 16 when you take ourselves out because that's those are the only teams we can play against. Obviously, we can't play against ourselves. Now, of the 16 teams in our in our region, we have played five of them already this year. Come on now. Come on. What, what are we doing? What are we doing here? What are we doing? We've played, I've already talked about the 8-9 seed. I've talked about Notre Dame as well. We played Indiana as well. We played Florida as well. Like, what are we, what are y'all really saying here? Do your words mean things or is it just like, cute stuff to say because it sounds fun and, and fuzzy. The reality is there is no way, no way that the factors that were given were taken into account when building this bracket out. Could not have happened. Could not have happened. The statistical probability of saying we do not want matchups that we have already had and then having been forced into putting Washington State and Kansas State where they are? And again, the in those two games, the margin of victory, average margin of victory for us is about 27 points. The lowest win between those two is 21, but I'm pointing out why this doesn't make sense. And why at this point, it is not just negligence. It is it is a clear, it is a clear cut middle finger to NC State. Again. And people keep tweeting about all the things that we've endured in the past calendar year. As far as dealing with the NCAA, from Chandler Zavala to the uh, to the the Holiday Bowl being canceled and being ruled a no contest, which to me is the most interesting thing in the world. Because to me, if a team cancels because of COVID, I'm fine with you know saying, hey, this team couldn't play because of COVID. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Sure, give the other team a win. You don't have to give the the team that didn't want to show up or the team that was unable to play a loss. But to not give a team a win and to not give a team a win against a UCLA team that, again, at the end of the day, factual statement, did not beat a single team with a winning record last year. Come on now. Come on. Come on. And, and you know what? I'm working myself up getting in the tizzy all over that, all over again thinking about that. But I'm mad. And, and in the words of Solange knows, you've got the right to be mad. And... Speaking of mad, I got to talk to you all about March Madness, which is here. It will start up later this week, and that means that you need to start thinking now about where you're going to run your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? 
We've done our homework here and we're running our brackets on runyourpool.com. Along with standard picks, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pickaxe. They have options to edit scoring as well and they offer more intel to make your picks. All the stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. Clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. That's runyourpool.com for your chance to win a cash prize of up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. Also, let me talk to you about Stat Hero. March Madness is here. It is time. The brackets are, are they're being set, and I can't remember the last time I went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'em pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. This is what daily fantasy was meant to be. So make sure that you go to Stat Hero and uh, sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. So now, when I talk about why this will be uh, the, the greatest championship won in a, a revenue-generating sport, obviously, regardless of what you think UConn is or is not, this is still a team that, again, going all the way back to 07, every single time, Final Four or championship game is where it ended for them. Every single time. Up until this year, up until this year, from the time that they moved to the uh, American Athletic Conference in 2013 to them moving back to the Big East Conference in 2020, they maintained a a conference winning streak of, I want to say, this was well over 100 games, I want to say. But this is a team that they've, they've shown. They are the standard. Not just for women's sports, they're the standard of excellence for any sport. If any sport can maintain the dominance, can maintain the, or any team rather, can maintain the dominance that was held by this team, if any team can do that, point me to them. Please do. Please. I would love to see it. Uh, Coming into this year, they had a 152-game in-conference winning streak. So with that being said, this is a team that, I mean, when you talk about UConn, you talk about one of the most storied programs in um, in all of sports history. You talk about a team that has had such an impact on the game that when the Olympics happen, and I'm not saying this is right, I'm not saying this is fair, when the Olympics happen every year, the women's basketball team has separate events solely for the UConn players there. I want you to think about that for a second. Take a second to think about that for a second. When you look at the best players in men's basketball, if you were to throw out, 10 names, how many of them went to the same college? If you were to throw out the top 10 players in, in the NBA right now, you wouldn't be able to do so because a lot of it is international and those international players don't go to college. So 
you you've got uh obviously the Joker, you've got Embiid, you've got Giannis, you've got LeBron, none of which went to college. You've got um Hmm, who who would be next up on that line? Oh, I'm sorry. Obviously, you got Steph Curry, a Davidson graduate. No other really high-level players have come out of Davidson. Uh, you, I, I think I've proven my point at this point. But again, you can go on and on and on, naming really great players. Kevin Durant, Texas. Uh, um, you can go on and on naming great players in the NBA today. And you will not find an overlap in players in the, the top 10, 20 players, or whatever the case may be. UConn is that good that when you talk about the uh, best players in women's college basketball, again, when you talk about the best players in women's professional basketball, you're you're looking at a situation where it's, it's very simple. It is very, very simple. UConn is, is bar none the top dogs, but... This is not to say that we haven't been the better team than them or we haven't been a better team than them this year. This is not to say, oh, we've got no shot, we can't beat them. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that's an extremely tough task to, to overcome. And then we all know the adage, say it with me now, it's really hard to beat a team twice. And again, between Washington State and Kansas State, we'll have to beat a team twice. Notre Dame will be a revenge game, so that's a little different of a situation. Indiana, they put us out of the tournament last year, but we've already beat them once this year. If Florida were to make it, uh, that would be a team that we're playing twice. So we're we're looking at a situation where most of the teams on our side of the bracket, we've already seen them. We have already seen them. We've already played against them. We've already they know what we like to run. We know what they like to run. So that's that's the reality that again, and not let me not say most of the teams because again, we just did the numbers on it of sixteen teams that we could play. Uh, we're going to to potentially run into uh, we could run into up to four teams that we've already played. So that's the reality there. But uh, what really we could run into, uh, yeah, we can run into up to four because two of the teams are playing against each other. Two of the five teams are playing against each other first round. So it's impossible that we run into all five. But you get the point. We could run into four teams that we've already played or or we could run into three teams we've already played and the team that's been to the um, Final Four every year who will have a de facto home game in which their fans have purchased most of the uh, tickets to already. Or, or here's another fun one. Kentucky has the number one draft pick in, on, on their squad. Like, that's, that's the reality here. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about uh, what this young woman is, and and so, with that being said, like there's there's not much to be there's not much to be said or or much to doubt about uh, whether or not you know Ryan Howard is is going to be worst case scenario she ends up as the second or third pick. But again, nobody has anything to say as far as oh yeah she's not this or she's not that. Everybody who is talking about uh, Ryan Howard is saying. This is the number one pick. She's led this team to a 10-game win streak. It's no mistake that she's done so. It is no mistake that she's done so. The only time where people were predicting her as a second overall pick is when uh, they were like at 500 or a little below. But again, after when they were 11-11, they went on a 10-game winning streak. They have not lost since. 
including an upset over the number one overall seed, uh, South Carolina, in their conference championship game. So this is the reality of what we're looking at here. This is the reality of what we're looking at. And don't get me wrong. All of the brackets are hard. Like that's, you know, this is not a disrespect or, or affront to the other uh, brackets to say, oh, yeah, you've, you've got it easy if, if you've only got to play uh, Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech and, and Maryland. And, you, no, that's not what I'm saying here. That's, that's not what I'm saying in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Oh yeah, your 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 side of the bracket only has uh, Iowa State and, and Iowa and UNC and Arizona and Georgia. Not saying that, but what I am saying is, it is very clear to me, it is abundantly clear to me that this this schedule or this this bracket rather was painted in a way, was designed in a way that. It could not have taken into account the things that the uh, creators of it said says it did, or says it does. That's just factual. That's just a statistical analysis of this. Says that because again, we know in women's college basketball more than any other sport, the best play the best. In football, we don't we do not see this level of all of the best teams playing each other. In men's basketball, we do not see this level of all the best playing each other. Right. If we talk about, uh, you know, making sending NC State to Spokane and, and switching them out with uh, with Stanford, you would still have one, two, three. You would still have three teams up there that we've played. If you would say, "Oh yeah, well let's let's keep them in Greensboro and swap them out with um, with South Carolina," you would still be looking at one, two, three, and yeah, you still be looking at three teams that we played out of that region. If you're talking about switching them out to Wichita with uh, with Louisville, you would still be talking about multiple teams that we played out of theirs. Actually, no, you would not. We did not play a single team out of that region. But the fact of the matter still remains. I mean, this isn't this. It's it's never never an easy task. But we got set up with a harder road than pretty much anybody else, and that's that's just the truth. That's the gospel truth. If anybody can show me where I'm wrong, please do. If anybody can say, hey, being the one seed in this side of the bracket would be tougher, and here's the, the statistical analysis of why, please show me. Please do. I would love to see it. I really would. But I don't think it exists because, again, we've got the hardest road that I've seen in quite some time, but I wouldn't have it any other way. It's NC State, and we we can't do anything the easy way. We can't get anything the easy way, right? We can't even get players to get uh to get injury ravers, even when they clearly qualify by every standard. So the NCAA will never give us anything easy. We've got to go out and take it, and I'm betting on this team to do it. And if you're a better, go to betonline.net. It's that time of the year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, players, props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports course podcasts and news this season. It's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
So we're about to land this thing. But long story short, this was not me complaining, saying, oh, I want an excuse fest. I want, we're not going to win. No, no, no. I wholeheartedly believe in these women to do it. I wholeheartedly believe in these women to get the job done. But what I am pointing out is that the NCAA is once again rife with hypocrisy. The NCAA is once again doing things that do not make sense, going against their own words and logic. When people ask me why I'm so adamant that the NCAA needs to either lose its power, be disbanded and reimagined or something along those lines, stuff like this is why. Because again, according to your own words, according to your own words, not according to anything Ken said or created, this is your, these are your words from straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the people who put the committee together's mouth. Hey, these are the factors that we use when deciding um, when deciding this thing. That's what y'all said. That's what y'all said. And it didn't happen. So that's that's that on that. Anywho, thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate it every single time. And you know what? Let me let me say one more thing before I get out of here. Because this is this is really this is really something that has been the more I think about it, the more it bothers me. The NCAA is is meant to um, the NCAA is meant to to help these student athletes further their education as well as fostering fairness and, and all that good stuff and living up to the ideals of, of a meritocracy and may the best team win and all that good stuff and, and I would love to see the day that that comes to pass for NC State. I really would. I would love to see the day where NC State is treated like every other team would be. I would love to see the day where the rules that are written for certain teams in certain scenarios apply to all scenarios that fit. Where situations that flatly don't make sense are not created. Where we're not talking about, oh, because your team is vaccinated, you all can interact with fans, do what you want, mosey around, da 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 with the fans in places where the fans are not tested. They aren't having to show any, any proof of vaccination, any proof of negative tests, anything like that. But your players, because they're unvaccinated, are put at the liability of being sent home. I would love to see a day where the NCAA does not write up an injury waiver policy that we have a player who meets all the criteria to the T and has the potential of being denied or has been denied and has to appeal it to get it overturned. I would love to see the day that brackets are designed when we're a number one seed in a way that is ensuring actual fairness and not a home game to a two seed and not a road that includes, again, I just broke down the numbers. Every other bracket, every other region, we would have less overlap for games we've already played than we have here. And yet somehow this still happens. It is so outlandish to me that you would say, hey, somebody's got to get the short end of the stick. Why not make it the one seed? That is, that's nuts to me. But it is what it is. We go forward and we move and we, we deal with what we have. But I would love to see the day 
that the NCAA no longer does these things because a lot of people pretend like NC State fans are crazy and we're conspiracy nuts and we always believe somebody's after us. The proof is in the pudding. I would love to see the day that the NCAA lives up to what it claims to be or at least is held to task for not being it. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 